0: Welcome to Those Feckin' Books, an RPG podcast where I do reviews, discussions, musings and hopefully some interesting conversations.
1: Hi James, it's Colin, just calling in with my evergreen titles. Far and away the biggest evergreen for me is Dungeons and Dragons, I think You know, a lot of people are going to say that, obviously. Came back in with 5e and continue to play it. If I'm not running it, one of my friends is running it. So, yep, clearly the number one. Also, probably second is Call of Cthulhu. I played it back in the day. Didn't play it a whole amount, but it was definitely there. Definitely played it and continue to play it in one form or another. And third, this is a little bit more tricky. I want to say Warhammer Fantasy roleplay. Haven't yet played the new version, but it's kind of always kicking around on the radar. I think there will be more. I think DCC could well be a good contender for the fourth.
0: Today I'd like to give a bit of a spotlight on my my evergreen system. The system that... Uh, always comes to mind when I think, ah, I could run this, or I could run that, but I'll just run this. It's generally Fate in one form or another, either Fate Core, although I will admit I've run very little of Fate Core, uh, or Fate Accelerated, which I've run far more often, or what I wanted to talk to, uh, talk about today is a version of Fate that's slightly different. Uh, fate or Evil Hat Productions produce what they call Fate Worlds which are short PDFs of uh, you know between 30 and 60 pages or they're about uh, giving you information about a particular Fate a world that you could play using Fate uh, Sometimes they're pretty much strictly a setting document and sometimes they have some interesting rules modifications the one specifically that I'm talking about is the uh, three rocketeers setting uh, the elevator or the the quick pitch is three musketeers in space I've run it once and it was absolutely fantastic and it was uh, a ton of fun there was uh, lots of um, <laughs> lots of confusion, the uh, three rocketeers dressed as nuns trying to sneak into an abbey and, you know, much fun was had by all. There were, most of the uh, most of the cardinal's men were named Jean-Claude for some reason and uh, many bad French accents were, um, were premiered and hopefully we'll never see the light of day again. But um, I wanted to talk specifically about the the system that it uses. Um, with Fate, you generally get one of two options when it comes to how you can do a thing. You either use a skill, and in Fate Core there is a default list of skills, but there's also uh, it encourages you to tweak those skills as and when needed. When I think about running a setting and I think about using fake core, the only problem I find with it is that I now have to come up with a list of skills. Um, Sometimes I can just use the standard set but, you know, it is very generic. It's, It's designed to cover a wide spectrum and sometimes I want to change that up but I don't have time to. If I want to run a game fairly quickly, then I probably won't have time to uh, come up with a meaningful skill list that I'll be satisfied with. But uh, there's also the other option. With Fate Accelerated, you have the approaches. How do you do a thing? Not what skill do you use to do it, but how do you approach it? Are you going to try and do this thing sneakily? Are you going to try and do this thing forcefully? And it uses... Uh, a more abstract uh, approach, (laughs) if I can use the word, to handling any kind of situation. So instead of using your shoot skill, you would forcefully pull the trigger. Or you could sneakily pull the trigger. You know? There's uh, some slight... there's some nuance there. There is the one... uh, the one major downside to the approaches is that whichever approach happens to be your best you might, as a player, be encouraged to try and always be sneaky, or always be forceful, or always be clever. It, uh, it can become a, a little bit samey, but if you have uh, players who are interested in really trying out the role-playing of it, and who are willing to try a non-optimal skill, then I think it can be very fun. Where the Three Rocketeers comes in is it throws out skills, and it throws out approaches, and it leaves you with only your aspects. You have six aspects. One of them is your... In Three Rocketeers, one of them is your sword skill, and that's a a plus two. Um, And all the other aspects are at plus one. So when you want to do a thing, you think, "I am the greatest swordsman in, uh, in you know the seven cities of space, whatever," and you uh, that gives you plus two. You also say, "Ah, I have another aspect that says." I seek revenge for the death of my father and this man is a part of that uh, conspiracy, I'm going to attack him. That would get you another plus two. So you would combine those two aspects together and effectively get plus three to your roll. What I found at the table while running this is that it makes the aspects come into play far more often than they would normally. I found that when I'm running Fate Accelerated or Core, sometimes the the focus seems to be, "Oh, I'm on, you know, I've got this skill or I've got this approach," and the aspects can sometimes be forgotten. But if you really want to showcase what Fate is like as a game and why it's fun, I suggest running a 3 Rocketeers game or strip off the setting, make the plus 2 aspect your high concept. Or make it the um uh, make it the uh the main skill of the setting and just go with that like if I was going to run a um uh, if I was going to run a call of Cthulhu fate game which it may not be. It may not be best suited for. But if I wanted to run a pulpy Call of Cthulhu uh, game setting, that would be better. I'd make the um, the plus th- uh, the plus two skill uh, aspect either my high concept or let's say I was um, Indiana Jones. You could go either. You could go anywhere with that. You could make his uh, plus two his aspect of being an adventurer, or being an uh, ar- archaeologist, or being an expert, or, you know, <laughs> or at least a reasonably competent fighter. And you could add the other aspects in um, as and when needed. The fate is a bit of a tricky system, in that it is a very simple system, but it is worded in an unfortunate manner. Instead of saying, because you did so well on this roll, you get a plus two to your next roll, it says you get a temporary aspect, or a boost. And instead of saying damage, you know, or uh, hit points, you have stress, which can sometimes be a a little bit too arbitrary. Uh I have thought uh that I would like to make a document uh a fake document using more common uh RPG terminology and see if that would see if that would help uh, if it would help some of my players who have not um or who've not given it a try see if they would become more comfortable with it I've been uh, listening Listening uh, over and over again to the uh, the Grognard Files podcast, and in one of their episodes, they did a um, uh, a spotlight on the Robin of Sherwood TV series from the eighties, and they also did um, they played a game of it using Fate, and they too highlighted that yes, the uh, oh, the wording, the terminology is a bit unfortunate. But, if you can strip the game back to just the aspect, if that's all you're really worried about, then I think you'll find that the game runs a little bit smoother, especially with people who've not played the game before, and I think you might have uh, quite a lot of fun running it. So, that would be my suggestion. Uh, you give Fate a try, and go to Drive RPG and look up the... Uh, 3 Rocketeers setting, it's pay what you want, and have a look at that, run the the setting as is, or change it up, and see what your players think, see what you think, whether uh, maybe if you haven't tried Fate before, maybe now's the time. You've been listening to Those Feckin' Books, an RPG podcast. If you've uh, got any um, suggestions for topics I should cover or any um, comments, uh, commentary, uh, send me a message. I look forward to hearing from you.